Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hasia whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at haciaworks.org. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. And, you know, back when I was a kid, there were some, like, super awesome science shows on TV, like this one. Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Nye, the and this one. And this one. Okay, okay, okay. Wishbone is not actually about scientists. It's about a very charming Jack Russell Terrier who, like, literally dives into old books to reenact stories for children. It's still a really good show, and I kind of miss it a lot. Watch the story, Wishbone. But I'm here to tell you that nowadays there's actually a really great new kids' science show that's out. It's on Netflix, and it's called Brainchild. It's a super fun show, all about emotions and the ocean and dreams and motivation and outer space. And, of course, that eternal question about how long you can leave food on the ground and still eat it without getting some kind of strange rash. So I guess the big question is, is the five-second rule real? Well, let's check in with our expert. In an experiment at Rutgers University, scientists dropped pieces of bread on a dirty tile floor. What they found was that the bread immediately picked up 0.1% of the bacteria on the floor, which is kind of yuck. After five seconds, the bread had picked up 20% of the bacteria. So the idea that germs on the floor wait patiently for five seconds before jumping on your food is wrong. People, that is news you can use. I actually think about this a lot when I drop food on the floor like bacon in my own home and I try to coerce my dog into eating the bacon and it's this entire long process where I have to be like, Scout, it's literally bacon. You're going to love this. Maybe she can smell the germs? Is that a thing? What's the story wishbone? Anyway, the voice you heard at the beginning of that clip was Sahana Srinivasan and she is fantastic. She's an actress and a comedian and a writer, and she's also a senior at the University of Texas. We're going to talk to her about how her show is so different from the other shows we talked about up top, like Bill Nye. We're going to talk to her about representation as a woman of color hosting a show about science. And because she is a college senior, I'm going to be that really annoying old person, and I'm going to ask her what her plans are for after graduation. Zahana, welcome to Nerdette. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Oh, yeah, no problem. You're graduating in May, right? 
Fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> so I am super excited to talk to you about Brainchild because I think it's really awesome and super important in like a number of different ways. Um, so in every episode, you break down a concept like dreams or motivation or space. And each of these episodes is also super interactive. Like you'll do a lot of like fun, multiple choice, surprisey things. And there are mm-hmm. other different games. I feel like there have been some other shows sort of similar to this. So what do you think makes Brainchild different from a show like Bill Nye or The Magic School Bus? Well, first, I mean, the most obvious big difference is the fact that the host is much younger um, mm-hmm. than Bill Nye and also a woman, a woman, uh, yeah, a woman of color specifically. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is rare to see a young woman of color host, you know, an educational show, a science show. It shows that you don't necessarily have to be this caricature of a scientist wearing a lab coat to be interested in science. Like, I just openly admit, you know, I'm, I'm not a researcher or a scientist. I, 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 of course, I'm curious about the subject, but I am a filmmaker and, and an artist, which goes to show that you can be an artist and a creative person and, and still engage in science experiments and be curious about the world. And that was something that I grew up thinking, oh, because I like art and English, my science skills, and they're probably just not as strong. So why why even try, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a myth. And also, I think that we not only, like you said, cover topics like space and and oceans, topics that you might probably learn in school, but also social media yeah. or motivation. Totally. Um, and we're also not saying that social media is bad, which is what I think, you know, when kids, when they see that episode, they're like, oh, man, they're going to be like, social media ruins your brain, yada, yada, you know. <laughs> but it really, we actually have a segment where we say, this is how you take the best selfie <laughs> yeah. scientifically. <laughs> I you thought know? about that just this morning as I was taking a selfie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think skills like that are important, too, you know, to to have a social media presence. Now it's like it's a great opportunity to share your art or your story or anything that you have. That's why I think kids and teens really like that episode and the show itself is that, first off, we're not talking down to kids Mm -hmm. and we're not making it seem like it's some big complicated thing. And we're on their level. Kids understand the world just as well or, or better than adults sometimes. One thing that I really loved about that episode was the little game you played kind of towards the end, um, which was about anonymous comments. Mm-hmm. And the idea was you like brought in some random people and they watched a video of someone who was being like intentionally terrible at singing and playing the ukulele. And, and the whole experiment was about how much meaner people were if they thought their comments would be anonymous versus if they actually had to say their comments to that person's face. Right. Ouch. Melody seems to have taken those comments pretty hard. How do you think our participants feel about delivering those mean comments to her face? How would you feel if you had to do that? Because it's anonymous, like, you think you can say whatever you want and you won't, like get in trouble, it won't affect you, but you could have seriously like made someone feel bad about themselves, and I did that to someone. What you say online carries a different meaning than it does in real life sometimes, and there's a real person with real feelings who gets hurt by that. I remember just being really impressed with the fact that your 
embracing these concepts and like explaining them to kids without just being like, hey, don't be a jerk on the Internet, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like embracing the kind of gray area around just explaining to kids that, you know, sure, it's easy to be cruel, but why not imagine what it would be like if you actually had to say these things to the people's faces and how horrible that would feel, you know? Yeah. And I imagine like, you know, the kids that we did interview for that mini experiment were I mean, I'm sure there were nice kids. Right. Right. That's the thing. It's like it could happen to all of us. We're on the Internet and it's anonymous. So we just say whatever we want and don't even realize that it's mean. So in that sense, it's like sort of relatable to someone who have who has maybe said a mean comment, didn't really mean it. And then, you know, they see that they're like, oh, that's why it's because it's because no one knows who I am. And okay, I get it. I get why I shouldn't be doing this and and why it it naturally can happen. On Brainchild, you seem so you're both like cool and funny and you're also super smart. You're like obviously totally unashamed of the fact that like you're a smarty pants. And like I think especially for younger girls, that can be really hard, you know, Mm -hmm. and like I think society often kind of teaches us that we're supposed to like dumb it down or play it cool and and like even for me specifically in junior high, I remember a moment where it was sort of like, oh, yeah, maybe I should tell somebody that my test score wasn't as good as it was or like mm-hmm. just those moments of kind of like trying to pretend like you're not actually as smart as you are. And I just wondered, you just seem so comfortable in yourself as a 22 year old that it just got me wondering, like, if you had a moment like that or if you've just always been as confident as you seem to be on the show. So it's like another one of um Ben Seidman, the magician, does a lot of tricks and illusions on the show, but this is the biggest illusion so far. Uh, um, I'm kidding. But I, yeah, it takes time, you know, to really feel confident doing doing that. I mean, just for me growing up, it wasn't specifically, I remember in sixth grade, I had a group of friends. We were all like very studious and we were seen as like, oh, they're a bunch of nerds. But honestly, like, I remember one day my friend being like, Sahana, you know that we're the nerds at the school, right? And I was like, yeah, heck yeah. Like, I love it. (laughs) It's awesome. So, but that's not always the case, you know, that you have a group of friends um, who also are on that same level and agree with you and, you know, don't care. And it's good to find that group of people. And a lot of times it doesn't come until college. Just, I, I did feel, except for in sixth grade, I did a lot of the times feel like a misfit, especially because I was, you know, acting. I was, I mean, I come from two different cultures, you know, Indian and I'm also American. And so that did take a toll on my confidence and just identity. And it's it's something I'm still working on today. But through, I think, through art and through the thing that I was initially maybe not ashamed of, but sometimes was embarrassed of. Like whenever we do projects in school or if we were reading um, out loud from a textbook, I would make it like this big performance anytime Mm. they'd ask me to read. I always looked forward to, you know, popcorn reading or whatever when they'd ask me to read a paragraph from the textbook. But other people would be like, why are you doing a British accent? It's not even necessary. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It's just fun. Um, (laughs) But... Just through that, even though it may have been embarrassing at first, like later I was like, no, this is what I love to do. It it makes me feel good and I'm going to keep doing it. And now I'm closer to to 
finding what makes me me and unique. And the people who initially were like, that's weird. Why is she doing that now are coming back and like they're like, oh, hey, you know, I saw your show and it's super cool and stuff. And and instead of being like, you know, mad or, or upset about that, it's it's like, OK, cool. I've inspired you to also because the people who felt like what I was doing was embarrassing or looked down upon it, they probably also wish they were able to do that you know right right, totally probably had something and now they're like okay I'm not afraid to embrace that and I I, I'd love to to keep doing what I do you know if it has that kind of impact The thing that Sahana is talking about here is something that's really important to me, too, because I like to think this is also what nerdette is all about, right? Like, this is all about making people realize that being nerdy about something just means that you really love that thing a lot. And there is nothing cooler than being excited about stuff that you love. have to say, speaking of things that I love, I also really enjoyed popcorn reading. I was also that kid who super looked forward to reading out loud. Though I have to say, I did not rock a British accent. After the break, I talked to Sahana about how even she feels like kind of an awkward old person when she meets her fans. I like shook her hand. She was like a five-year-old kid. I was like, why am I shaking her? But (laughs) you're listening to Nerdette. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Sahana, can you tell me how this Netflix show came to be for you? Like, how did you first hear about it? My agent sent me the script and it sort of came naturally because I was, you know, just excited to read it and I liked the script and I read it in my room, um, recorded it in my room. Wait, like in looked, your dorm room? It Well, I didn't sit at a dorm. It was an apartment, but oh, you could okay. tell it was like college apartment, like just because, <laughs> just you know, there's like a UT poster in the background or whatever. <laughs> but um, You have Starry Night on your wall? Yeah, there's like an <laughs> empty ramen noodle cup like oh, right in front of the camera. <laughs> So what has reaction been like from kids? Like you've been hearing from your fans who are kids who watch this show, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so cool to have fans in this demographic, this this age range, because at that age, they're forming their views on the world. They're choosing who they want to look up to pretty much for the rest of their life. And someone who they look up to at such a young age will stay with them for a long time. Yeah, man, you got them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And and that just makes me feel really good because um, I remember people from when I was younger who I still look up to and who I think about when I'm having a hard time or something. Think, what would this person do, you know, to inspire me? And, and it's great. And it's honestly so cute and so pure. <laughs> At first, I didn't really know because I'm so used to like, you know, talking with people 
my age and goofing around that like when a little kid I think recognized me at I think like Whole Foods or something um, <laughs> shout out um, and like came up to me and I, I like shook her hand she was like a five year old kid I yeah. was like why am I shaking her but that's the thing I'm just like people are saying that like Brainchild is a show that doesn't talk down to kids and it wasn't even something I was thinking of it wasn't something I was thinking of when I went into the show I just was so used to talking to everyone that way and as if they're my friends and that's just how I am you know I, I don't like using like a high-pitched voice or like you know talking down to kids because um, they're hilarious and they're fun totally and they're smart yeah they're smart and so it's super cool to have them as fans are you still shaking their hands or have you evolved to like a high <laughs> I've, five I've managed to I ask if if they'd like a hug or I'm just oh. like I, I change it up. I change it up <laughs> instead of but sometimes like it makes them feel more like an adult. So <laughs> hello, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah. That's yeah. Adorable. You did an interview on NPR recently where you talked about how cool it has been to hear from fans who are excited to see a female hosting a show about science, but then also how cool it is to hear from other Indian American people about how cool it is to see an Indian American actress, Mm -hmm. which I just think is so cool. Like, I love that you're you like you're working with a couple of different, really important and interesting layers of representation in the work that you're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Thank you for saying that. Um, I think it's really cool for Indian Americans to see an Indian American actress playing a role that's not, first of all, a stereotype, um, which I think we're, you know, veering away from lately in in Hollywood and the movie industry and in TV shows. But of course, it was a problem in the past. And for me growing up, like not seeing that kind of representation was was kind of discouraging. Actually, it was kind of encouraging for me, actually, because really, because you were just like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it made me so upset, you know, that I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that, you know, but um, a lot of them were saying, like, I just didn't think it was possible, or I just hadn't seen anyone, you know, a familiar face. And, and, same thing with my parents, you know, it was always like I decided to pursue a different career because I just didn't really knew I didn't really know how it worked. So just seeing some a familiar face on screen just tells me, oh, well, it definitely is possible. You know, I definitely should try it. And not only that, but I mean, I'm it's like the best of both worlds. It's not only is it, you know, I'm, I'm acting in the show, but it's also about science. It's it's a good cause, you know, so yeah, like you said, it's it's not only ins- inspirational for Indian American kids who are watching this and, and seeing someone not always wearing traditional clothing and mm-hmm. speaking with an accent. And um, in fact, we never even address my cultural background at all, ever. And also, like you said, for young girls who are watching the show, just in general, it's cool to see a, a woman host a show and talk about science because it's true, we do need more women to be involved in, in STEM fields. And it's not that they're not capable or not interested. They're definitely passionate and able. But it's a matter of seeing more role models and, and getting that inspiration and maintaining that passion throughout if that makes sense. <laughs> totally. Well, and I think a huge part of it, too, is actually representation in pop culture. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, especially on Nerdette, we do a fair amount of interviewing, especially female scientists. And, like, 
they exist. You know, there's Mm -hmm. plenty of them out there. But because, you know, when people say like we still have to say female scientist, right? You can't just say scientist. So like until we're sort of like redefining stuff, then that's what we're working with. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. the a lot of the work that you're actually helping make happen is like r- actually redefining those terms, which is just really cool. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, um, and I didn't mean to say that there aren't. Um, yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's, there definitely aren't enough for sure. <laughs> the, the thing is, there have been, of course, amazing discoveries made by women and mm-hmm. ama- amazing women in, in STEM, specifically even Indian, like Kalpana Chawla, you know, like yeah. she was a, a great astronaut and people just don't hear about these things because it's his story, you know, and not hers. But like you said, they're out there. It's just we have to remind kids that they're out there. Yep, Totally. So you've mentioned that you do stand-up, you do some improv, you're studying TV and radio and film, you've hosted this show. Have you figured out, like, I, you probably hate this question, it's almost May of your senior year, but, like, what's next for you? I just am so excited for you on your path to what I like to call benevolent world domination. Whoa. <laughs> that makes me feel really evil. <laughs> no, it's um, benevolent. It's good. Oh, yeah, benevolent, right. <laughs> but just world domination. But, but I like it. I actually would like to write a superhero movie. So that goes, that's perfect. Um, that'll be the title of the movie. <laughs> I, I really just want to, like, make people laugh. And I don't, I don't know. That's, that's really just what I love doing and just telling my story through art, whatever that may be. I mean, yeah, of course, I'd love to have my own talk show or like get an Oscar and and all of that. Um, But whatever I'm doing, as long as I'm just continuing to tell my story through art and acting and all these different forms of performance art and making people laugh, I'd just love to do that. Yeah. That sounds good. What I like about that is that it's both super ambitious, but also down to earth at the same time. (laughs) Thanks. That makes me think you actually have really good odds. Oh, thank you. So with that, future Oscar winner, Sahana (laughs) Srinivasan, thank you so much for coming on Nerdette. It was really fun talking to you. Thank you. I enjoyed speaking with you, too. I am super stoked for Sahana's Oscar nomination. It's going to happen, y'all. We just spoke it into being. That's the whole thing about that book, right? The Secret. You just got to like say it out loud or something. I never read it, so I'm not really sure. But people tell me that's what the secret is. Maybe I should win an Oscar, too. I don't actually want an Oscar. Like 0%, actually. But I would take a piece of pie right now. That sounds pretty good. The show is produced by myself, Greta Johnson, along with Justin Bull. I'm thinking, like, not apple pie, but maybe, like, pumpkin pie. Or, you know what? Banana cream pie. That's what I want. I've been craving that recently. I don't know why. Normally, banana cream is not my jam. Our co-creator is Trisha Bobita. And speaking of Trisha, she'll be joining us for Nerdat Recaps Game of Thrones with Peter Segel. You can find that beginning April 8th. Subscribe now. Our executive producer is Brendan Banizak. Nerdat is supported in part by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, enhancing public 
public understanding of science and technology in the modern world. I recently had a chocolate meringue that was delicious. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on NPR One, or listen in the WBEZ app. It is also super amazingly, magically helpful if you leave us some stars on Apple Podcasts. I said if, but I mean when. Just do it. Many thanks to Stick DDFHJBFTG exclamation point for the review. Oh no, that's another F. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We are at Nerdat Podcast. We have a newsletter. It's pretty sweet. We're going to start putting it out on Mondays because Game of Thrones. If you don't care about Game of Thrones, that's totally cool. You'll still get a newsletter on Mondays. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear. Do your homework. What other pie varieties are nice? I feel like apple is just kind of boring generally, you know? Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.